I'm Laurieann King. I'm a psychic medium and a portrait photographer, and as often as I can, entangled into one nurturing experience. My podcast is about sharing the ephemeral, transitory observations. These are the experiences that, when we are aware, can change our perceptions. So this is an invitation to gently hold still and experience moments through a quiet and reflective lens of visceral introspection and, so importantly, self-connection. Join me. I'm okay. I'm sorry. I'm so technologically challenged. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Normal, I'm not normally technologically challenged. It's really just too silly for me to get into. But it was a comedy of errors of things that happened in the last three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must tell me what happened. Uh, no, it's too personal. Too personal. We're recording. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yes. reveal to the public such such awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's just um, let's just imagine um, a comedy of errors that you know. You know I, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, well, we won't go there then. <laughs> no. You know, I'm so tempted. I want to go. So, like, does it involve farting or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not quite, but yeah. <laughs> so how are you today? I'm okay. I'm doing all right, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I, w- I went to a yin yoga class today. Oh, nice. Yin yoga. Yeah. I love yin yoga. How did, was yeah. it your first time? No, no. I've been, um, I've been to them before. Um, yeah, I love them. And I... I love them and I find them so like enriching and so good for me. Mm. And and then it was confirmed when I talked to my naturopath and she was like, yeah, you should be doing more yin yoga. Like she said I had some sort of kidney yin deficiency thing. <laughs> so she basically was saying doing yin yoga was really good for me. Yeah. Yeah, really, it definitely confirmed all my feelings about going to these yin yoga classes. Um, oh, that's great. It's, yeah. it's, I've only done two classes and we're really lucky. We have a really, really cool teacher right here in Trent Hills. And um, yeah, so I have to get back and do some more because I, I found it really nurturing as well. I, I don't even know how to describe it. I'd never felt anything like it afterward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done like there's yoga is so profound. Actually, I find it profound. I it changed my life. Like I've been doing yoga for oh my god, like a really long time, like I don't know, 15 years. And there's so many different kinds, right? There's like the more aggressive kinds, mm-hmm. not aggressive. That's not the right word, but more active. Like you're, it's a real workout. It's like an aerobic workout. Yes. And then there's and then there's yin, which is a total opposite in the spectrum. But I find there's so much wisdom in all of it, you know. And I'm, I've done more of the active forms, right? Like mm-hmm. the muscles, like I guess they talk about the like yang energy, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I go to the yin ones, it's like, oh my gosh, like I really should do this more often. Like I do too much, you know. It's like I need to balance myself out here. <laughs> Well, how would you describe how you feel, say, an hour after a yin yoga class? Yeah, well, <laughs> like today, I I feel more relaxed and more centered. And um, I kind of feel a little spacey. Mm. Like, like I sometimes after a yin yoga class, I get dressed and then I have to like get in my car and drive somewhere. And I feel like ill-equipped to deal with the real world because <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I'm like my brain and my whole like energy and everything is just slow. And then like, I have to drive and like, I'm like, oh, I'm just not, you know, like I feel like I'm not alert enough or something, you know, like yes. I get yeah. jolted, jolted into this, like the real world or something. Um, 
Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. It is. It's. It is kind of like you escape into another, another rhythm, and um, yeah, it's it's so it's so nurturing, isn't it? It's it is kind of a rude awakening when you have to kind of reintegrate back into the world. So, yeah, exactly. Mm, wow. Well, other than that, let's see what we can do. Dear. And you're back. I don't know where, where this, where it dropped off. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm sorry. I, I hope it wasn't me. If it was, I told you I'm technologically challenged today. It's like I'm bringing all these negative vibes into every, or not negative, like awkward technology vibes. <laughs> well, there's a, bit, there's a big red button with an X on it. Maybe you were attracted to touch it. Are you one of those people? <laughs> no, because what happened is I looked, I looked down and it showed it was still recording for a while, but I couldn't hear you, you see. <laughs> oh, I, I, so, you know, when you were a kid and the stove was on and your mother said, don't touch that, did you touch it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. I don't recall. It's possible. possible. <laughs> well, that's kind of interesting. Anyway, well, so... Let me, let me, let me, uh, let's just dive right in. So, mm. you know the word ephemeris. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you sort of put that down as a filter, let's just, let's just, let's just get into it, right? So mm-hmm. what, what comes to you in your first thought? Don't use your cerebral brain, your first thought. What's an okay, ephemeris? Have- what? I have to say something. I don't know what in ephemeris is or ephemeral. I, ephemeral. I know that you're, I know that that's the name of your podcast, but I don't know what it means. Oh, okay. Well, then, then let's let's um let, let me just share the meaning with you then. <laughs> <That> yeah. <was. laughs> so it's it's this idea that everything is in a state of of change, and um, that you know one minute the sun is shining through the trees and the next minute it's gone, and. And so it's this awareness of this, this constantly changing, you know, quality to, to life. And, um, and it's especially, you know, evident in nature. You know, if you watch even the sun moving across the water with clouds, it's like there's so many moments where we can sort of be in that awareness. And, but it can also happen at a personal level where, you know, you just have this experience where you're like, wow, like you're just aware of a shift or you're aware of a new, a new awareness coming in or new information being processed at a body mind level. And it changes you, it changes you, you know, in a, you know, forever in that moment. And so it's very brief, it's short lived, but it, but it tends to be something that makes us feel alive and joyful and like we're connected how's that for an answer yeah i like that you like that that's the it's i like that yeah it's a great word it's a it's everything is fleeting and constantly changing you know and and so so it has to be a so what you're describing is a short a temporary experience yes it's like it's very zen in a way because it doesn't last and you can't hang on to it you can only visit it in your you know as a as a memory right right yeah so so having ephemeral experiences throughout our life uh, some stand out as you know like a a benchmark or or something that was a pivot point I'm back. Are you sure? Go <laughs> run. Go look in the mirror quick. Make sure it's you. <laughs> I feel like it's cursed. It has. Like, I feel like there's like some deeper meaning behind this. Like, I'm like three times. Come on. What are the chances that happening? <laughs> I don't even know if it's saving the recordings. That's the tragic part of it. <laughs> I know. Well, I really. I hope it, this works this time. Does the same thing well, happen to you? Do you look at the recording and then it shows us rec- 
like you can't hear me but you can see that it's still recording um well it it just suddenly says thank you and we're processing your recording and i'm like what <laughs> so mm. I, it must be i don't know maybe it's um i have no idea i haven't had this happen before so you right. know i don't know but it maybe it's just kind of maybe this is like you know the app telling us all about you know what it means to be ephemeris <laughs> <laughs> i've just it's, learned the word <laughs> it's short lasting it's brief it's the shortest podcast ever <laughs> it's transitory <laughs> oh gosh yeah it is it's so profound the app continues to crash we are you know we're so powerful shireen is just you know that's it you know Oh my god. Okay. So, um, <laughs> let's see where where can we go now? We've had like three starts. So, we've talked about yin yoga, we've talked about ephemeris, we've talked about your farting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Was that in the yin yoga class? No. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. All right. So, let me ask you another question. So, Let's imagine that we're on a different planet. And on that planet, it is customary to not, you know, tell everyone when you meet them what you do, but who you are. What's your first thought? Who are you? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. As soon as you said that, the first thing that came to mind was like queen something. I didn't have a queen anything. I just <laughs> I just thought of a queen. I was like I'm queen and then I hadn't thought of my name. I was like I'm queen something. Like I was right. like what should I call myself? Queen something. Wow. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean that's <laughs> I mean I mean some people might go, "Oh my god, Shireen, really?" <laughs> But we're talking about another planet, you know? I and know, exactly. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> You went with it. You went with it. You, you know, like I'm I'm recalling a, a scene from Star Trek. <laughs> and you're you're dressed in this most beautiful exotic outfit and you have, you know, you know, features that are long and curly and anyway, um I I should stop before I get ahead of myself. So <laughs> So you know besides the, the you know off planet you know that that sense of so what are your first thoughts as to you know who are you yeah ah oh, well what am i this is a strange question yeah you know it's such a big question it's it's a huge question and it's kind of unfair to have dropped it on you right at the very beginning so no no and i think we we can't answer it with our mind it has to be sort of a a body mind answer and i think you were going there when you said you know queen something like connecting to this i hadn't i hadn't quite come up with the name but i was like queen something what would i want my name to be um and then i thought of uh, uh and then when you said it the second time and you were like thought of who you are i automatically started thinking about like my family and my family lineage um mm. which is interesting so um yeah when you said it the first time and i pictured myself literally on another planet yeah i thought queen's queen something and then the second time i was trying to think of it more into like today's context like i guess like this world context and yeah. i thought and then i thought of my family mhm yeah so like ancestral ancestral connections and yeah or yeah. particularly thought of my parents actually i particularly thought of my parents mm. and that and that ancestry is you know i mean it is it's it, it's it's like where we come from is a big part of who we are and uh you know where we come from is our parents and and where they come from and what they come from and the culture of who they are so that i i i i agree with you on that i think that's it is it's one of the first kind of aspects of you know 
who am I? It's it's a it's a really big question, and you know, doing doing readings, and you know, some people bring that bring that question to to a reading, and they and they'll ask like, so who am I? And it's something that you know, we only we can answer. And um, I'm sure I've asked that of myself, of my spirit guides. I'm sure I've asked that in a reading. You know. Um, it's such a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, let, let's reverse engineer it for a moment, and let's 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 ask a different question. Um, so, what does your soul long for? Hmm. Well, that one's easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I long for peace. Yeah. Mm. So where, where, how, what does that look like? Um, so, yeah, my soul longs for peace. And I think it's taking me a while to get to that place where it's been the main thing that I long for. I don't know what it is about this time. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you know, it's like we have 15 minutes of recordings. It, it's broken up, but it's um, 15 minutes so far, which is pretty amazing considering. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how it sounds. It should be interesting. But you know what? It It is what it is. And, you know, life doesn't always just go, you know, tickety-boo. So... And, and, you know, we're asking like, you know, these heavy duty questions. And so it's probably making the app go doing. <laughs> I think we should just start, we should just talk about farting. You know, that <laughs> might help. <laughs> and then it won't. I know. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, let's see. Where, 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 where should we go with this tenuous connection that we have? So tell me, you were talking about peace peace and you know i mean it's it's not cliche at all i mean even when you say it i feel this at a body mind level i feel this sort of sense of all the things that are not peaceful that are within us you know the chaos the monkey mind the the obsessing the the worry and all these things this is what you mean isn't it yeah yeah for sure I mean, and, and it's funny because I think this is where the recording cut off, but it's not just internal. Like, it's not just mm-hmm. my mind, my soul, my emotions, my every my everything. It's like, it's internal, it's external. It's like, you know, it's just what I long for in the world too, right? It's like what I long for everywhere. Um, and it's... Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not that cliche where, you know, when it, when it's manifesting internally, then it manifests externally and, you know, sets For up sure. For sure. effect, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you know, I, I sometimes wonder, you know, we all, we all know what we want. We, you know, we all know we want things to be peaceful and, and in a state of harmony and, you know, the glue of love and. Like, where do we get that from? Like, you know, like with the world in a state of chaos, yet we all know what we really want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, where, where do we get that from? You know, on some level, on a soul level, we all know what, what we want because we must have experienced it at some point, right? That we, yeah. long, we long to return to it. Yeah, I think that's kind of it, is that we feel connected to that, to a state of peace, yeah. And so we long for it. But I don't know how many people are 
that aware that they long for it or I don't know I think mm. some people are more concerned with like change or being right or than they are necessarily peace well it, it, it may not be predominant in their thoughts um, yeah you know it, it's um you know, it's definitely more predominant in, in, in some people than others. There's, you know, I mean, that's clearly, that's clearly obvious, but it's like, mm-hmm. it feels like if we stand back, it's part of the human condition is that we, right. all, we all are seeking peace in our own way. And, yeah. uh, you know, from the, the, from the state of evolution that we're individually at and collectively, it's, it's really cool. Um, yeah. From, so I have I have a really cool question that I've asked already once of somebody and and I, I love the question I want to ask you this question mm-hmm. because I think you'll you might give an interesting answer so so the alien craft that is hovering over the world mm-hmm. opens up a, lo- a line of communication and um, and you pick up the other end what are you gonna say to them <laughs> um I would say to them like hey <laughs> like are you guys hey. are you hey are you guys messing with us and why <laughs> I would say to them why like what are you guys doing here there's so many sightings and stories and all this stuff and and like are you doing are you here to do good or are you here to do bad that's what I would say to them and then <laughs> And then I would say to them, like, do you have any messages for us? Like, do you have any words of wisdom? And then, yeah, that's what I would say to them. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, listen, stop messing with us unless you're going to be nice. <laughs> that's what I would oh. basically It's such a big thing because there's, you know, there's all different schools of thought around this idea of you know and alien races and uh and whether they are um you know less evolved or more evolved well for one thing they would have to be more evolved for the fact that they're uh you know hovering above the world if indeed they are hovering above the world which many people believe that they that they are yeah uh, you know i don't even think they need technology to communicate with us I, i i believe that you know we we are in communication with them on some level mm-hmm. in a very sort of telepathic way. And uh, they're sort of, I feel like they're sort of waiting for the mass majority to actually be more curious than fearful and mm-hmm. less engaged in a story than, uh, you know, being open to learning and, um, yeah. you know, almost be childlike and curious and, um, yeah, I'm definitely curious about them. Yeah. If they, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many. I mean, Anwar has been watching some of these uh, Netflix documentaries and aliens, and um, and you know, I don't, I don't watch them all, but you know, I just little seen little episodes here or there, and it's very. I mean, there's a lot of compelling. You know, if you're, if you're a very scientifically minded person, there's a lot of compelling scientifically minded stories, you know? Mm, absolutely. Um, Have you ever seen um, a UFO? No, no, not at all. I wish, I wish. Because I, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would be super scared. I think I would be like, very curious like hi what do you have to say to me <laughs> <laughs> and like if you're mean please stay away <laughs> that's basically kind of <laughs> if you're mean stay away <laughs> yeah that's what you say to the uh the marsh flies you know <laughs> <laughs> no but i do think i like to believe that just like humans there's like like there's like ones that are here to do good and then maybe there are not so nice ones so i mean that's just i don't know so maybe i i just like to prefer that if i ever encountered one it would be one of the nice ones (laughs) (laughs) well it's very possible and there's definitely schools of thought that there are different species and there are battles going on and 
and so on. And um, but you know, if we if we subscribe to the belief that you know we attract you know certain things based on you know the consciousness that we're in, the thoughts that we focus on, um, you know, then then why not, right? Why not encounter um, uh, a creature? Um, a, a species that is, um, you know, very sophisticated, very um, open, and um, you know, incredibly wise. I mean, you know, that's that's what that's what I would love to, you know, one day make a a, a, a deeper connection with. I've seen lots of. Um, UFOs in my lifetime. I've been seeing them since I was. I my earliest memory, Shireen, is literally pulling myself up in a crib. Wow! And seeing it out my bedroom window, and um, yeah, I've had I've had a number of of close wow. encounters, and uh, the memory disappears and then it reappears several years oh. later, like full on download, and it's just wow. yeah, it's been really wild. So. I, you know, so like I jokingly say, you know, there's a UFO hovering over the over the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, it's um, it's a bit more than that. So, but you, when you saw them. Did you see like the the craft? Like the sorry, is the UFO the actual spaceship or is the UFO like the actual being? Well, like I, the UFO means an unidentified flying object, and so it is. It is the um, I have seen lots of craft. I've seen a number of craft. Like um, I've seen large one with a, with um, some scout craft coming out of it. Like all of a sudden, like bing, 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 all of them coming out and then doing this amazing, you know, aerobatics down into a ravine. And then they literally just vanished. It's like they just flipped a switch and they were gone. Wow. Um, I've had, uh, you know. Um, I've had other experiences like being on a craft that feel like recalling a dream. I feel like I've had, you know, there's one that sticks with me from from early childhood. Mm -hmm. And I was looking out the window and I could see a silver cigar shaped UFO and I could see the window and it was like they were communicating with me on the level of extrasensory perception. And I could, it was like I zoomed, it was like I zoomed in my mind close, like I was hovering outside the window of the ship and I could see their faces and they were, they were, you know, gentle, kind beings. And uh, they were telling me, don't be afraid and you won't remember this, but one day you will. And, um, you know, wow. so, you know, it's it, like I, so... You know, and like you know, what do you do with that information? You know, it's, right. you know? <laughs> well, it's 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 what it's life changing, right? It's like yeah, what you do is you just kind of move forward differently. You know, well, this is true, and I think I think that sometimes you know when we when we feel the urge to travel, that sometimes we need to connect with different parts of this planet for reasons we don't really understand. So, like when you're really compelled, like, you know, you're like, you know, there's like Egypt is calling you or, 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 or you know, wherever. And, um, and you, you get there and you're having these ephemeral moments and they're, they're sort of like a wind blowing through your soul. Yeah. And, uh, have you ever had anything like that happen in your travels? Um, no, like where you, where you feel kind of permanently changed in that way. Not, no, not in. Well, not it doesn't have to be even that big because it's so subtle. This is so subtle. It's just like you're standing somewhere and you're like, almost like a deja vu or something. Like you're like, God, this, I like, I've been here before. Or what is right. it about this place or this view or something it just makes you want to linger a little bit longer and i don't think we process this with our our our, our physical brain you know and uh and i think if we're if we're not paying attention then we miss those moments but i think they're yeah. happening all the time 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do think I've definitely. I mean, I have had feelings of deja vu's, and they <clears throat> they obviously are profound at the time because there's something that's familiar about them. Huh. That's <clears throat> it. That's the word. There's something familiar. We can't quite put our finger on it. Yeah. But yeah. There's something that feels familiar. And, yeah. Uh, it's weird as you've been talking. I don't know why this thing's been popping into my head because I feel like it's like my rational mind keeps telling me like oh it's not a good example of what she's talking about but then I just feel like I should just talk about it. <laughs> yes, like, please. It's so weird, but it's like ever since the beginning of this recording since the times we were like disconnected at the beginning it was like kept popping into my head. And then I was like no, but that's not what she's talking about. Anyway, so when I was young, <laughs> yes. um <laughs> when I was young, I can't remember how old we were. Um, was it like it was either grade four or like grade eight? I know that sounds weird, but it's either grade four or grade eight. We were going yeah. on a we were going on a ski trip, and we were on a yellow bus, and we were going up north. I don't know if we were on the four hundred one or the four hundred. Um, I feel like we were a little older. I feel like we were in grade eight, and um. And all these kids were, um, you still there? Okay. Yeah, I am. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is still working. <laughs> yes, it is. Don't fix it. Shut up. Keep going. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, anyways, we're on we're on this yellow school bus, and I'm sitting at the front of the school bus, and um, and immediately we sit down, and I see our bus driver, and she's pregnant. And, um, and she was like very pregnant. She's like, you know, like, like third trimester pregnant and she sits down and she has an apple in her hand and she munches on the apple with one hand that has the other hand on the steering wheel. And there, yeah, there was just something about this image that was implanted in my brain of like her as our bus driver that seemed really significant. And then we're like driving on the highway and all of a sudden I just get this feeling. I'm like, we're going to get in a car accident. We're going to get an accident. We're going to get an accident. And it was really weird because it was like, I mean, I guess that's for maybe you experience things like this regularly. <laughs> this is, you know, your intuition, right? Or, or I don't like, I don't know. It just, I, and I wasn't scared. Like I wasn't, which you would think that as a kid, I would be scared. It was more just like this re repeated thought and going through my head that I just kind of knew this was going to happen. Um, yeah. And then it just, and then sure enough, and it was something about the way that the bus driver was. And so there was a little bit of concern for me because she had this big belly too, right? And she was by the steering wheel. I guess as a kid, I knew like, we're going to get an accident. Like what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. And sure enough like there was a truck and we rear-ended there was a pickup truck in front of us that braked on the highway and we rear-ended them we went sliding into the back of them and then like the little dog there was a little dog in the pickup truck went and like hit the top of the the roof of the you know the pickup truck and then went back down and anyways the police and the ambulances came and they checked out all the kids and a number we were all pretty much fine but they took some kids to the hospital just to get checked out you know because it's a big yellow school bus yeah. but yeah for some reason that stuck with me I don't know why whenever you were talking about ephemeral experiences because that wasn't really ephemeral that was more just like an intuitive experience I guess well it was a um, premonition um it's a premonition yeah. and and I think that you know you're just exploring another facet of this idea something that is brief and transitory because you know receiving psychic information you know it doesn't linger you know it comes in you know I always say you know it, like I jokingly say I've got a hole on top of my head and shit falls in it and then I don't know where it goes but if I don't catch it <laughs> at some point between you know when it falls in uh, it's gone like there's no recollection there's no recalling it back sometimes um, without you know sort of re-inquiring but and so like a premonition which is what you had like mm -hmm. you know and picking up on you know a future trajectory is it's really powerful I you know I would suggest that you you know you could you could cultivate that that may have happened at other times and you maybe 
maybe the mm-hmm. reason you're that you 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 were compelled to kind of re, you know go there you, you know you kept dismissing it and dismissing it was your own mm-hmm. intuition saying hey girl go back there because you have this capacity that if you pay attention you can cultivate it and make it even stronger and really Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a reason for everything, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's, and every just, de- I mean, I, I've been saying this for days. Every decision we make is bold, and we just don't realize it. So, decide right mm-hmm. now that, mm-hmm. yeah, I want, I want, I want that sensitivity, that awareness back, because, you know, we think we're in. I do, yeah, I do, and yeah. and I mean, there has been similarly. Um, little things yeah other other things as you said maybe there are other things in your life like right? but some they some of them seem so trivial or insignificant that you're like why did i have a premonition about that like one time i had a premonition my friend beside me was going to knock over a glass of wine and then she knocked over a glass of wine and like you know it's like or like another more recently that well yeah i guess there was some yeah sometimes you have these premonitions and they seem like like you're like why like what was the purpose you know it, it can just be to exercise that that muscle literally and you know I, I i really believe there's like no mistakes and you know it's almost like on on some other level you know you're you know you keep having these things happening so you can pay attention because it, it's never trivial um and you don't know what the accumulation is of paying attention to these things you know this is this is what this is kind of my shtick right now. It's like that's why that's what started this podcast. You know, this idea of ephemeros, and it's this idea that so many things are happening all the time. They're so subtle, and we're so quick to dismiss it as trivial, like you said. But it's sort of like one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another, and they and they are compounding. Hmm. Hmm. So, but it's- I think if you cut it short, then then you've you've closed up the door to that information coming in right yeah i shouldn't dismiss it as trivial i shouldn't and well maybe just not judge it you know as anything as just it's just information and look then it happened it's like well isn't that interesting and that that sort of gets you to perk up and pay attention because maybe something bigger is coming um you know i mean that's that's really cool I mean that's really cool. So, not everyone has this capacity to be aware of really trajectories that are that we are intersecting with, and like that's a premonition. You know, like you're driving, you're sitting in a bus, you're going down the road, and your consciousness has gone down the road, and you are you've already seen the accident, mm-hmm. and you're worried about the pregnant woman. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, Yeah. that's really cool. So I, yeah, I've never, it's, it's, it's funny because it, it's like, um, a thought or I don't visually see anything, but it's like a thought that just gets repeated in my mind. Yep. And, um, so try this next time you have a thought that's repeating, mm -hmm. just say, I need more information yeah and um you know open up to feelings visions sounds uh sensations like just say i need more information it's like when i'm doing a reading you might have heard me say this okay we need more information on this let's let's ask (laughs) so yeah 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 because yeah the information is there and if we don't ask we don't get you know Right, right. Yeah, no, that's true. That's yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, and it's 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 weird because as you're talking about this, my I was thinking of a another incident that happened um, when I was 21 and I was very ill, and it wasn't. And this is actually going to sound kind of spooky, and I don't want to spook anyone. Out. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Just, you know, just I don't want to like make anyone get creepy about it. But okay, um... we just talked about UFOs and aliens. I don't, think, I don't think there's a chance of that happening at this point. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so when I was like, when I was 21, I got very, very ill with uh, mono and cellulitis together. Um, yeah, they were, it was going around campus, both of them, and I happened to get both of them. Isn't that funny? Wow. And yeah, and so anyways, there was a lot of stuff going on like at, with, you know, my friends and they were trying to take care of me and there was a lot of kind of like not great care going on. I was going to the doctor and then I went to emerge, but the people weren't really taking me seriously. And so cellulitis is something that um, is kind of comparable to like flesh eating disease. And I don't yes. know if you... Yeah, I'm very, aware of that. Yeah. It's very rapid, right? Yeah. So that's part of why, you know, it was kind of, it got to a very extreme state because within 24 hours, you could be in really bad shape, right? Yeah. For me, it happened over the span of like, once I started to have this, this the mono is, is manageable, right? But the cellulite com combined with it over like three days, it really did. I know. Okay, so, like we can't, we can't stop now. You're talking about mono, mono and cellulose. Okay, so keep going. Okay. So, so I had mono and cellulitis, and yeah, and it it was we were kind of being a little bit ignored by the family doctor. Just kept saying, "Wait for the test results to come back. Wait for the test results." And we were kind of young, so we didn't know how to advocate for ourselves. When I say we, I mean me and like a couple of my friends. And we were away from home, you know, we we're at university. And uh, in any case, it got kind of bad to the point where, like, the final night, you know, by the when, like, I think it was a Monday, you know, or Sunday night going into the Monday morning. At this point, my friends were staying up in shifts because they didn't want me, like, at night, they would stay up to do their schoolwork, but they were too concerned about just letting me sleep on my own. So they would sit beside me, and anyways, I I had a spit cup, I couldn't swallow my own saliva, I couldn't eat, I couldn't drink. And I got admitted to the Emerge, and um, the night before I was, finally I got admitted to the Emerge and I was in the hospital for a week, and I was taken care of but before this at the time I was admitted to the merge the night before that when my friends were staying up in shifts and taking care of me um we I, you know I'm laying there and I and this is kind of interesting to me about like into into intuitive information is even though it can be negative it's like you don't feel it's negative it's always this neutral, or, or it's from my experience, like I said, when I was a kid, when I said, we're gonna get an accident, for whatever reason, there was an absence of fear, you know? Mm. There was an absence of bad, this is bad. I just knew it. It was like a repeat thought. And so I'm laying there and I remember thinking to myself, don't close your eyes or you won't wake up. It wasn't thinking, it was the repeat thought, you know? Mm. It, was, it was definitely intuition. Like it was like, don't close your eyes or you won't wake up. Don't close wow. your eyes up and but I wasn't scared because I just knew okay well I'm I'm not gonna close my eyes like now is not the time like I just I don't know I don't know something I just wasn't scared you know yeah I, but I, I knew what the consequences meant so I, I made this point of like keeping my eyes open and then I tried to sit up to communicate something to my friends to try to write them a message on the piece of paper but I tried to tell him, don't let me close my eyes, but I was too weak. I couldn't really write properly. So I just find that really interesting. It's, you know, that's what I mean about getting creepy. It's like, okay, like what you, you kind of had a premonition you were going to die potentially. Well, yeah, kind of like I had a premonition that there was a, you know, there was this possibility, but I wasn't scared. <laughs> and sometimes I find that interesting, but intuitive information is this like, it's not negative or, you know? Yeah. Though I think that's, well, what an experience and, um, you know, to, to have that knowingness and yeah, intuition, that's the whole point of, of intuition. It's when we, 
it's when we bring it to our own filter that we bring judgment to it. We, you know, we decide it's right or wrong, or it's good or bad, or it's somehow duality gets into it. But you know, maybe because you were so sick and weak that mm-hmm. those those normal filters didn't come up; they stayed down, and it was your soul took over. Because while you were talking, mm-hmm. um, I, I, um. When when ancestral energy comes around somebody, my throat closes off, so I know that that's what that is. And you were surrounded by a lot of ancestral energy; they were taking care of you as well. And mm. uh, it it you know it feels like it might have been some kind of a it feels like a maternal presence that was around you that was also talking to you and saying, "Don't close your eyes. Don't close your eyes." Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. Because like as soon as I acknowledge that presence, my throat releases, and so I know like I have to share that with you too. But that's, I mean, that's the whole that's the whole thing with intuition. When we focus on it, we corrupt it, and um, it you know it is very ephemeris. And um, mm-hmm. wow. So tell me, tell me what happened. How how what you recovered? Obviously, you're here. You lived to tell the day mm-hmm. yeah so I mean that that same night where I had that um, I did keep my eyes open and eventually my my friends my good sweet dear friends um, they that same night around that same time they were got so worried they called the nurses line and the Ontario nurses line and they said you know, here's a situation where we're waiting for test results, but you know, I think she's something's wrong with her. I think she's dehydrated. And the nurse said, "Okay, do a test. This is how you tell if someone's dehydrated. You press on their spleen, and I and if she she flinches, and I jumped in pain, or like you know, she's dehydrated. And so they did all these little tests, and they were directed by the nurses, and they the nurses confirmed I was dehydrated. And the nurses said, "Okay, first thing you do is you call the hospital first thing in the morning." And you just tell the doctor's office, you just say, the nurses, Ontario nurses line demands that you go into the eMERGE and you get hydrated at the very least. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, you get hydrated at the very least um, and then see what happens from there. So, so I think th- then my friends got some, they felt more powerful, not as dismissed. Yeah. So then they called the doctor's office kind of demanding, like, listen, the nurses line said she's, you know, she's she's dehydrated you have to you know hydrate her so he was kind of dismissive I was like okay fine fine bring her in for dehydrated and my mom said this is when we finally called my mom and she drove from Toronto to Guelph and my mom said she knew like she had strong intuition when she was driving on the highway she knew this was serious yeah um, and then she came and uh then we went to the like I couldn't walk to the hospital so they had to kind of carry me into the car and carry me into the hospital um and then I got to the hospital and then that's when I think there was a bit of panic and the doctors realized like whoa what happened how did this person get to the state so quickly she's so young like what's going on um so at that point I was obviously taking I was they took me seriously at that point um finally (laughs) finally to the point where like the specialists kind of started you know, lecturing the GP and like, how come he didn't catch us sooner? Blah, blah, blah. Like he was kind of yelling at the GP, scolding him um, for, you know, what had happened. And anyways, I got better. They gave me Demerol and they gave me steroids and I was in the hospital for a good week. Um, yeah, I was in the the intensive care unit. Um, and then, and then I had to drop down to part-time, being a part-time university student, because they said, you know, you're going to need to recover. And I said mono in my system, which stays in your system for like six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so I dropped. When then after my week in the hospital, I went to my mom's place, stayed with my mom for like a week. She made some food. Um, of course. <laughs> she made me some good food. A funny thing I will say, though, definitely learned a lesson about the strength of pharmaceuticals um, medications because I I got addicted to um, the Demerol yeah um, for sure Um, I remember having like withdrawals and aggression and like it was just weird I was like why do I feel like this you know and then I realized oh I think I'm going through a little withdrawal (laughs) because they have to 
have to give you such powerful painkillers to, you know, to manage this stuff. But yeah, take it seriously, folks. If you ever, <laughs> you ever like, my God, like if they ever give you Percocet or anything like that, this stuff is yeah. no joke. No, it's yeah, and it yeah, and you know, what's interesting is the way you know, like you know, if you've had morphine even or or a derivative of that, and you know. Can you blame yourself or anyone that likes that peaceful feeling? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there it is, right? But it's, of course, it's, it's, um, you know, it's not, it's not authentic because it's been, you know, created by the psychotropic or the, uh, the, not the psychotropic but the you know the pain the pain medication so yeah yeah wow wow that's a that's amazing story it's uh, (laughs) it it kind of the signature of that stays with you for you know your whole life you know it's a it's one of those pivot points what a what an amazing group of friends that you have um what a blessing to have them or yeah a shout out to them for staying you know and i hear your story there about you know feeling like because you were young adults that that no one took you seriously and you know that's you know that that uh that's a frustrated feeling as well you know and finding empowerment through you know getting more information right definitely yeah yeah i think you know i learned my lesson too we should have probably brought in my parent my mother sooner you know um Mm my parents sooner but it, it did happen so quickly that it's partially naiveness on our part you know maybe being a bit young yeah um, but partially yeah. it progressed so quickly you know right yeah and and it and and out of control right yeah it, it really did it really went out of control like yeah. I don't know how I got to that state but it, it did yeah wow. <laughs> wow that's amazing and and that you you know you survived it too right that's mm-hmm. to tell to tell the story so what what do you take away from that on top of what you've said is there anything any other pieces that you take away from it like now reflecting back on it hmm. yeah I, I I can say the thing that's most profound that stuck with me is you know how you the two things like I said in the, is the like needing to be an advocate for yourself medically and I you know come across that for sure with you know um, family members currently and also just in my own healthcare situations after that just really have to um, you know our medical system is great for what it does but you really have to pay attention and teach yourself and educate yourself um um, what if you're dealing with anything um, mm-hmm. in order to get adequate care it's um, and then the but the the deeper more profound was just um, yeah just after that maybe there was like an absence of, of a fear of death or something or mm-hmm. or not a fear but I guess I just I've always believed in something bigger and something more powerful and I've always believed that like if it's my time to go then I'll go and <laughs> since I got to the state of physical pain where I felt like maybe that was close but then it didn't happen or it just maybe wasn't my time so I didn't let it happen or whatever um I don't know maybe it's like now I'm like okay if I get old and get sick <laughs> I'll be okay like I can handle it you know I can handle it um, um, so yeah, I think not a, I can't say it, obviously, you know, not that I don't have a fear, but, um, well, it's just, it's just, you know, I think when we go through an experience like that, you know, we, we have that experience under our belt. And so, you know, there's so many things that you take away from it, you know, so many things from empowerment to awareness, to wisdom and, uh, you know that's part of ooh, going back to that question we tried to ask uh, at the very beginning who who are you these to me these are the things you know that that are part of who you are you're that yeah. person you know 
you're that person that that uh, took away what you took away from that experience. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that what it what it's all about, right? It's how did we show up um, with what life threw at us, you know, because that's who we are. Right. And, you know, and that's how you showed up, which is pretty huge for a 21 year old. Right. I guess so. Yeah. I felt like I didn't have any choice. It just happened. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, there's always a choice. You, you chose, you know, you did make the right choice. You know, it's absolutely you made that choice. You made that choice to keep your eyes open, you know? Mm. Yeah. It, it reminded me that's another funny um, tangential thing about that story is, you know, people talk about um, cats and when they, are going to pass they kind of know they're going to pass mm. Have you ever heard this? and how they just yeah. they're really sick if they know and they just kind of peacefully they go into a corner or they yeah. go and they just know and so I always it's funny I always look back at my parents I'm like I felt that like I felt I was a bit like a cat <laughs> wow I think a lot <laughs> like, of animals do that not just cats a lot of animals just know yeah and they right. they curl up in a corner because they're vulnerable yeah and they surrender they surrender to it you know i mean that's it's an interesting i think it's where what separates us from animals humans from animals because you know i've always believed that animals they they don't really judge anything they just accept everything you know a, a dog loses its leg and it goes through the the, the cycle of the pain and the the healing and, you know, within hours, it adapts and starts moving around on three legs and just gets better and better at it until it, you know, it, it so, <laughs> but we, we don't, we tend to, we tend to resist and we, we get into a battle with not accepting. Um, but yeah. you, your experience was, a lot of it was about acceptance and, sure. and choices, yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So maybe you'll become a wise woman after all. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I met your sister and I met your mother. I think you've got a pretty damn good choice. Good good chance of that happening. (laughs) And I met your twin. You know, I met your twin. You know, did did they tell you when when they pulled up, um, you know, Yasmin jumped out of the back of the car and I was in the house and I went, no way. And I jumped out, opened the front door and I said, no way. And I went, oh, that's not Shireen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. They, yeah, everybody's been saying that since she, she's been young. And um, wow. sometimes they, like her and I, you know, recently, like, last couple of years if we go to a mall and we're shopping some of people think we're sisters or they think you know I'm right so I mean, that's flattering I'm like why you think we're sister older <laughs> sister <laughs> um or they think I'm her mom yeah 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 wow well she's such a such a bright light you know yeah yeah and I think when we were younger we used to be like we don't look alike we don't look alike, do we or you know and now we've really come to accept that like everybody thinks this yes it's true we look yeah. alike. yeah because it's yeah it was wild so she probably thought i was nuts because i opened the door and i went no way and then she looks at me like who's this weird woman Oh God! Because yeah. I, because I, you know, I'm like, I, I think it's been a fantasy that you know you were gonna come to your sister's shoot and then you were gonna yeah. come to the print review. <laughs> I know, I know. <clears throat> anyway, it's gonna happen one day. <laughs> I know, I know. And the funny thing about that whole print reveal is, I was really. My sister's shoot, I was like, no, I made a conscious decision. I'm like, no, I'm, I want my sister to kind of be there on her own. I just wanted that to be for her. Yeah. But then, um, but then the print reveal, it was like, I don't know what had happened. It was just, yeah, my sister told me kind of about it last minute. And then I had some stuff. And then I thought, oh, well, you know, she's not coming by this way anyways. Turns out she did come by this way with my mom to pick up my mom. <laughs> so, and then it was just logistics. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, I missed that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <clears throat> well, I think a part of you came and you know, you did show up. <laughs> yeah. 
I so. felt like it. I felt like I felt like I was there. So yeah, well, it was pretty cool. I don't know how we got onto that. That was kind of a rude. Like we skipped the song. We skipped all the songs in the middle and went to that one. That's kind of. <laughs> <So. laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Well, I think we have like a lot here. Um, but I, but I but I but I I let me let me just sort of you know ask you one more question. Let me just see what can yeah. I ask you that. Um, okay, here's one. I really like this one. What's your favorite sound and why? Oh, wow. As soon as you said that, you still there? Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, it's a miracle. Um, <laughs> as soon as you said that, I thought of when I was younger, I was super attracted to like bagpipes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love bagpipes. And to this day, it's still, they still resonate with me. And I apparently it was to the point where like I was a kid and if, I don't know if this was more when I was a kid back in the eighties in like Toronto, but if we would be walking on the streets and I'd be holding my mom's hand and you know, there'd be um, buskers on the corners, right? But mm. I think there was a fair bit of guys who would play um, bagpipes. Wow. And I would just, I would run towards them. I would just run away. I would run away from my parents and run towards them. This is not interesting. <laughs> yeah, and they'd have to be like, they'd have to like come after me and be like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I would just run away and towards the bagpipes. I am now restrained. I don't do such awkward behaviors. But as soon as I hear it, <laughs> as soon as I hear it, yeah, it's definitely calls to me. And I don't know why, actually. I have no idea why. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, to me, it seems obvious why that, you know, you've got some kind of a connection to that, that culture in whatever time and space. And, you know, mm-hmm. may, maybe a trip to the UK is on the horizon. And um, yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard the um, maybe the I was like a Scottish person in a past life, right? Yes. Like, that's the queen, maybe yes. <laughs> but the the Irish have a, a really interesting um, version. They're called Yulian pipes, and they're I don't know they're 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 throatier. They're I like them. You should Google that the Yulian Irish pipes. They're quite different. Maybe that sound will make you crazy too. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I'll listen to those. Yeah. yeah, I I love the sound of the pipes. I think a lot of people are. I mean, they're so emotional. They're so moving, and uh, yeah. yeah. So there's something like they're they're deep. There's like a deep tone to them, or well, they're they're like a they're there's something about them that is almost I don't know, it's like the sound of like a soul singing out. You know, um, mm-hmm. it, it is. It's um, it's, it's earthy to me. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very very profound. Um, I used to be in the um, the Canadian reserves, and whenever we were on parade, and we had the the pipers join us, it was just so like so so. Um, I don't know, energetic. You know, like every every time you put your foot down and you know marched, it was just so profound. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. It's just bring that in. You can see why they would bring the Pipers out to go into battle, you know? So. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Yeah, it is. Maybe it's otherworldly or it's like the sound is not otherworldly as much as like it connects to so much deep history. That's what the sound mm-hmm. sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just proves that, you know, we're we're so much more than this life story you know that there there's so much more information to who we are and uh at a soul level and little things little ephemeral things sometimes they're big sometimes they're they're little or subtle but to me that connection to the sound of the bagpipes is uh you know that's another ephemeral thing right it's the it's not the sound that's ephemeral but it's the connection to it that that becomes fleeting and you're you're chasing after it because it's it's stimulating something it's waking something up in you and you you have to run toward that sound because it's something's happening you know yeah i mean even as you're talking about it it kind of gives me goosebumps you know yeah 
Yeah. I love this stuff. I just love it. <laughs> I can't get enough of it, you know? Like, so now you're going to have all these ephemeral things come download into your consciousness. I want you to, I want you to write them down, like, you know, bullet mm-hmm. points, and, um, mm-hmm. and, and we'll go through them. Yeah. Cause, cause I feel like it's, you're going to have like a download and they're going to keep, and I can see you having conversations with people like, wait, stop. I got to write this down. This is one of those ephemeral things. <laughs> yeah, now that I just learned the word, I mean like a That's fancy nice. pants. <laughs> wow oh that's cool <laughs> that'll be good well I'm, I I could probably keep asking you questions but I guess I should let you go considering we've been at this for like an, nearly an hour and a half now <laughs> oh my gosh yeah but probably 20 minutes of it was spent uh, oh no that's not true maybe more like 10 was spent in tech- technologically uh, yeah it's, it's outage all- land I, I have no idea, but I'll I'll go through it and I'll see what I can pull together and you know maybe just leave yeah. it you know as it is because it is what it is it is what it is. So. <laughs> anyway, it's been delightful having a chat and um, it was delightful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we will we'll we'll catch up with you again soon. Let me know when you've got a list of the when you do that ephemeris download. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I hope that happens. I would love to. Yeah, I would love it if that happened. So yeah. Well, I think it will. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely let you know. Maybe and maybe the pod, podcast listeners would want to hear about it too. So well, absolutely, <laughs> because this is I don't know. To me, they're like they're they're like treasures, and they're they they're like treasures. They're at a soul level, and the more we connect to, the more you know treasures that we have at that level i mean you know they're they're stories right they're they're stories and 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 i think personal stories are so valuable and i think the way we live these days people don't hang on to them the way we used to you know Mm. so that's what that's what that is Mm. yes well Oh, well. some uh, ephemeral dreams and uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i hope you have a good evening yes i will tell, and tell bear t- that i say hello he's never met me but you know <laughs> i'm there in spirit sometimes so yes yes <laughs> i will let him know you'll have to you'll have to meet him and be properly poodled Oh boy. He's looking like he's getting a little bigger these days. Yes, he is. He's very. It might be more like you'll be properly bared. That's right. (laughs) Well, he loved, he loved, uh, he loved Jasmine. So I, I uh, yes. So they had, they had a bit of a meeting just before they pulled out of the driveway. So, (laughs) so I will, we'll say goodbye because I know we're struggling to say goodbye. Go figure. Um, so you have a lovely night, darling. It was lovely to do this with you, and I look forward to doing it again. And, yes, you uh, too. Yeah. So, all right, sweetheart. Have a good night. You too. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm glad you stayed and listened and maybe connected something within yourself. Go easy.